0: Man, I wish people could see me. I'm looking crisp today. I just shaved. Yeah, you know? I, was noticed,
1: I was noticing you look a
0: little smoother than normal. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking sharp. You know? I would Put say. Me up I would say. Wall. I'd say. I'd say
1: you're looking kind of rounded. Honestly, it's not such. So I'm,
0: I'm a snack over
1: here.
2: Can I see? Wait, where are you?
0: Anywho's oh, hello. Peter.
2: Sorry, wait, really quick, you do look quite beautiful. Oh the my blues, gosh. The India stops.
1: I Your mean eyes are I'm just saying the eye, shaving the eyebrows was a choice, but like
0: this <laughs> alrighty. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. This week, we're doing something a little bit different. We're going to have a conversation about the entirety of Gardens of the Moon, the first book of the Malazan, Book of the Fallen. My name is Peter Bond, and I've read each book in the main series. However, my two co-hosts are reading the series for the first time. With me today is my friend and closest confidant, India Jones.
2: It is over. I am happy. Let's go.
0: The tenth of the tenth of the way, but and and Josh, and Josh Breaker, uh, who is bringing big pulled back energy. That's right. He's move. He's been moving all day. He threw that back on out.
1: Yeah, 25 years young, got the back of an 80-year-old.
0: You noticed, you too. I changed the intro. I don't know if you caught it. It's You
1: wrote, uh, we were reading the series for the first time, I think is so yes, what you changed. Yes, ex- because
0: well, before I had said you had read none of the books. Yes. But that's just straight up not true now. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's so, oh, I love that. We're
0: moving on up, India. We are. You're, you're 10% an expert. And I'm sure that's how you're feeling. And I like it. Alrighty. So it's the first time we're doing a wrap-up show like this. So here's kind of what we had in mind. Um, Over the weekend, we asked some people on Twitter and the Malazan subreddit to write in their thoughts about Gardens of the Moon. We've picked out some of their responses and are going to use them as a springboard for a conversation about the book in total. But... Before we get to that, because we had a lot of great people write in, and I'm really excited to incorporate feedback like that, I just wanted to have a quick conversation with Josh in India about the, the book from a 500-foot-high perspective. Big picture thoughts. You know, usually we're going in with this fine tooth comb, you know? So to start things off, I'm going to ask Josh to summarize his entire feelings on the book in
3: just <laughs> 30 seconds. Oh, I'm
1: ready. I don't even need 30. I don't even need 30. Uh, well, I'm going to give you 30. I'm not going to use it. Well, you're...
3: You're ruining the whole <laughs> bit, Josh. You're
0: ruining the whole bit. And go.
1: Guardians of the Moon. Gardens. Sorry, let me get, another, let me get a new take. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need the 30 I don't seconds. even need it. Gardens <laughs> of the Moon. Here's my hot take. You ready? Not that hard We're to read. 15 seconds in. Not that hard to read. Okay. So, fuck all the haters.
0: Fuck all the haters. Not that hard to read. Any other take.
1: It was Already. It was fun.
0: India, I'm pivoting to you. Hit me with it. And your your response doesn't need to be a rebuttal to Josh. It can just be its own thing.
2: Don't worry. When does my time start?
0: I'm ready when you are.
2: Um, count me on that clock now.
0: And go.
2: Gardens of the Moon. Boring. Painful. Horrible. Those are my first thoughts on the chapters. First chapters. What's happening? Who are you? Wait, you're you? Oh my gosh, your name is the same three times but different. And you who aren't even a person. A Warren? What's that? Is that a people? No, it's not India. It's a place or a, or a concept of something. Horrifying. We get to the middle. Oh, sorry, I love sorry. Why do I love sorry? Because she's the only storyline I can follow, which turns out is
0: wrong, no, it's, India. Uh, your, uh, your shot clock violation, shot clock violation. All right, and, and you can finish up your thought if you'd like. Yeah, hey, right. she can use my extra time that
1: I didn't use. Can
2: I see tell, I'm, I, I'm almost done here. I'm almost done here. We get to the end. Light at the end of the tunnel. Everybody is somebody. Two people are the same somebody. The book is over. All is right again with the world. I have my life back.
0: Man. You know what? Was... We should throw out Gardens of the Moon, replace it with all of that, and call it a day. That, you was, know? that was poetry. It was beautiful. I truly
2: was trying to go for more of a slam poetry vibe for this one. <laughs> that was I my could, first I... thought when I heard 30 seconds.
0: Do you think you're going to hit the Def Jam circuit after this?
2: You know what? We'll save that for the next book.
0: Oh, I see. You're really trying to really cultivate the the vibe, so to speak.
2: Oh, yeah. Next time with music.
0: So, Josh, I've a uh, I've actually heard the that opinion expressed through other places and I would love you to kind of just speak more on your not that hard take because for me, I I did find it hard when I read it read it the first time. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to hear uh, why you say that.
1: So I'm not gonna say that it is not a hard book to read because it's definitely a difficult book to read in a lot of ways. But
0: I find I mean, there's a lot of hype.
1: Yeah, and I'll I'll say I'll say that. I, I think what I think how it went is I expected to get through this book and have absolutely no idea what's going on. But really, within, like, as far as a self-contained narrative, I feel really good about what this book is and was. And yes, mm. I had the benefit of talking about it in a podcast. But I, I really think that even if I was reading it, like, no, I'd have not a fucking clue what, what else goes on in the world. And I would have some questions about the implications about some things that are mentioned in this. But, like... As a story, I yeah, I kind of get it. It's 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 not like the most complex narrative structure I've ever read, you know what I mean?
2: No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting Josh because um it's funny now I I under uh, like I understand the book and I feel much better about it, but when I read it the first and second time uh, for really, the first time, I was much more like India. I I pretty much had a loose grasp on what occurred in the book, and then every really books two and three is when I started to really solidify the story, so to speak. Hmm. I need
2: to be honest. I Please. still don't know how they thought it was appropriate within the last hundred pages of the book to throw in dragons. I still don't <laughs> understand that. And- I
1: like the use of the word appropriate. <laughs>
2: I don't know. And also, coming from a person, I guess, who's never, literally ever even thought that they would pick up, like, a fantasy novel, it yes. was really just, like, I, I mean, I don't know if, if they usually they make up words and make it, like, super impossible to understand them, but, like, just reading sentences, I was just so lost all the time, especially with how long they were. Oh, my God, the sentences.
0: So, Inge, that's what I, that you bring up a great point uh, that I wanted to ask you about, you know. I mean, we we kind of joked at the start of the the, the season and the start of Gardens of the Moon about you uh, reading Twilight and, and other books that were somewhat adjacent to it. But it to so me, to, and that's why you were like, "Oh, like Twilight." I was like, "Oh, I think it's gonna be pretty different," and you know. And, and to me, it seems like this is probably your first big foray, and you really went into the deep end. I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot more shallow pools out there that you could have entered. Um, right. Yeah. So, so how do you think that shaded your experience reading the book? And, um, you know, just speak speak about that since it I, that's that's my thought. I'm done. I'm just yeah. I'm good. Blah blah blah.
2: No, I see where you're headed. I see where you're headed. I'm I'm smelling what you're stepping in. You know, for me, like I like reading books, but I've always been the kind of person that like like summer reading. Like I just wouldn't do it if it wasn't interesting to me. So being forced kind of to read a book that I fe- I just couldn't like. With
0: your friends.
2: With my friends. The only reason I did it, um, <laughs> like, to be interested, like, finding parts of it to be interested in, because this is so not, like, I'm, like, into, like, romance and, like, crime novels. Like. It was just, it was hard. It was really, really hard to get into it. But yeah, I mean, I think once I did, like once I decided that I was going to be, he does a good job, I guess, making you feel kind of invested in certain characters. Because once I was invested in like, for example, my favorite girl ever, sorry, but more so like the, what's her name? The adjunct, like just- And Perrin, Perrin. Yeah. Like their stories to me became actually like interesting and I wanted to find out where it was going. So I started to get excited Dare I say, not really, well, not excited, but you know, it became less painful toward the end and I wanted to find out what was going to happen. Mm. But would that have happened with any book? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I'm sure I speak for Josh and, and some other people too. I mean, I, I you know, I think it takes real gumption to try and read the book after not reading much other fantasy. I mean, it, it is, it's a, it's a, bit it's a big, it's a big block. Yeah. It's for, a big meal. For sure. You know? Yeah.
2: I thought that you were really exaggerating when you sat me down and like tried to tell me india don't do this but um i really thought you were kidding but like it it, it was yeah it was not as easy as i would have
0: thought just yeah. a book it's just a freaking book just a freaking book just a freaking book uh, before we start reading uh because that's uh, i, I want to get into the feedback because god knows we've we've had a lot of conversation about us in the book <laughs> um but before we get on to it uh What do you think? Do you think you guys, at this point, would suggest picking up the Malazan Book of the Fallen to a friend, India? No. (laughs) No, I wouldn't.
1: Josh? I've told uh, probably 12 people now not to.
0: Yeah. See, for me, it's like an absolute suggestion must, depending on the person. Yes. You know.
1: I Yeah, I'll say I... Every person I've just like they're, like whenever I don't suggest it to people, it's because they're like, Oh, what's your podcast about? And I'm like, No, Debbie from down the hall, you teach childcare. You're not good. you don't wanna you don't wanna this it. This isn't for series. you. Erickson didn't I'm make sorry, this for you. I'm sorry, you've got two kids under the age of four. You do not have time to be grappling with these names. All right? Yeah. Give it Too ten much of a years. When they're tweens and you hate them, then That's you can funny. read this book.
0: And that's mostly like I think it's a great book, and I do think people a lot of people would like it. I mean, especially the series. I think the series is so good, but um, <laughs> it is just not for everyone. You know, this is not this is not a Gone Girl, so to speak. Damn uh, straight, I,
1: it's not. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't get the reference really. Gone it's a Girl. Book. I, I thought it's it was amazing. A, I thought book.
0: it was a movie. Well, it was. It was, a, it was a popular book first. Anyway, is Ben Affleck in it. <laughs> ben Ben Affleck was in. Nice. It. I knew that. That's all I got. Uh, I do want
1: to say I like the book and I will recommend it when I meet someone that has the time
0: and uh gumption yeah. like when I meet a big nerd, I'm like, oh do, boy, do I have a treat Yeah for you. not even just a,
1: <laughs> yeah not even a big nerd just someone that I'm like, hey, this person likes tackling things that are like maybe this pers- especially this literary has challenges. time on their yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the big
0: one I, Josh, you read the book the whole time, right? yes yeah in India you transitioned from book to audiobook maybe about uh what? Maybe three, eight chapters in something like that. Yeah, yep. So, I how think. do you ultimately feel about using the audiobook?
2: 100 percent would use the audiobook again. we Will be buying it for the second book. Yeah, because it goes back to what you guys were saying about like, oh, if like yeah, you're kidding, kind of about like having a lot of time on your hands to read the book, but you actually, I have I mean, to prioritize. Long, Yeah, 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 exactly. Thus the name. Like, prioritizing reading was, like, the biggest thing for my, like, to get me to successfully read it. So, having the audiobook where I could listen to it when I was driving, like, even for 30 minutes or uh, sitting at work and not wanting to work. um, It was super, 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 super helpful. And just having it whenever I wanted it, just on my phone. Like, I could pick it up literally whenever. Because sometimes I wanted to read it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. Well, thanks. Thanks for that little conversation. And now we're going to get into uh, some tweets and various other comments. I was stoked to have so many people write in. From the beginning, I always wanted to do something like this and uh, have community feedback on the show. Um, So thanks to everyone who wrote in. This is just some of them, but we had a lot of great comments. Um, Josh, take it.
1: So our first tweet is from Tony Smith, who writes in, He just tells a story. I really appreciate Erickson trusting me as the reader to understand it instead of trying to baby step me along through. It's part of what makes reading the book so great. They're already long books. Imagine if he explained every detail. LOL. Tony,
2: Tony, he does explain every detail.
0: No, but I totally pick up what Tony's putting down. I mean, like, it's so funny because you do think about the books as being so long-winded, but also at the same time omitting a lot of details that I would love to know. Incredibly vague. <laughs> so at the same time, I'm like, man, I do know a lot about how everyone's postured or what the street is like. And what's then, posture? <laughs> oh, oh, And also, what is going on? <laughs> Who is this person?
2: He has great posture, but what's his name? <laughs>
0: Someone pointed it out, and I—I I, I guess I never really noticed that he doesn't. Ericson doesn't describe much how people's faces look. And ever since I read that, I'm reading the books again, and I'm like, man, not a lot of face descriptions up in this series. <laughs> anyway, uh, oh India, do you want to read this next one? Um,
2: sure. Um, this is from the user on the Malazan subreddit, Maze. I read Gardens at the first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I read gardens and at first I had India's perspective. The fuck is this guy? Who is he? Ah, great. Another character I won't know. And I hated it. But I slowly started to love every scene, including Du Bois, (laughs) a.k.a. the Bridge Burners or Crocus and the Gang. I haven't reread it, but honestly, I moved on to book two and I hate it. Oh my (laughs) god! God. (laughs) Sounds odd, but I can't get through any chapter that doesn't have Du Bois (laughs) in it. And I kind of got put off the series so now i think i'm a reread gardens maze um, i uh the writing is on the wall for book 2
0: listen we'll see how book 2 goes um i just thought it was a it was a funny comment you know um, that is so true gosh you get me maze
1: i would say that comment was amazing Did
0: I write that? ooh and and i would really encourage them i would really encourage Josh, Indy, I don't know if it's on your radar, but I got to tell you, rereading Gardens of the Moon was a treat. Mm-hmm. I was so confused; I didn't think much of it in the span of the rest of the series. Reread it, I was like, "Oh my! This book's terrific." We're re- I didn't even know we're gonna be
1: reading this series for five years. I will not reread yeah. it until then. <laughs>
0: Peter, I
2: can't tell you how far off my radar that <laughs> is. <laughs> I-,
0: I assumed it was pretty far off. However, just you know, getting just getting it out there for maybe a, a twenty thirty reread, something like that. Yeah, when we.
1: <laughs> when we re- when we like you know revamp and do season two uh, yeah something like that alrighty so the third tweet is sent to us from former member of oh what's that band called one direction one direction Zane Zayn
0: writes in from Twitter not spelled that way The but...
1: yeah, only thing I would
0: Excuse me, Josh, I'll, I'll wait. J- Josh, I'll wait. Have you, Josh I'll do you wait, know Peter. much about One Direction?
1: Yeah, we're doing Josh Drag Me Down a for a our field show this year. So
0: <laughs> Z- Zane's, Zane's a whole solo artist. Yeah, now. I said
1: former member.
0: But th- what? The, the name. what?
1: Read the So, the only thing I was totally confused by and which nearly made me give up was when Tattersail reads The Deck of Dragons. I didn't understand any of it, and I mostly still don't, lol. The book picked up for me in the second half when they go to Darugistan.
0: So two different things there I wanted to ask you guys about. Um, a lot of people say that they kind of feel more at home in Darugistan and uh, that they kind well, of found, found some characters to grab onto there. Did either of you feel like you, you particularly preferred one side between the Malazans or the Darugis, Darus? And um, how did you feel about when you kind of shift to the city halfway through the books? Um... It's a tough one.
2: Yeah, no, I 100% loved Drew to better and the second half of the book way, way, way better.
1: Yeah, agreed the second half's stronger. In in terms of which people I liked more, uh, I think it's that I hated everyone until about three quarters of the way through and then I was like, oh, these guys all fucking rule.
0: What, what do you think was the change of heart?
1: They started doing shit that fucking ruled. They were fucking clowns before that.
2: They were making uh, power moves.
1: Yeah. They were, they were making power also, moves. Also, I'm going to t- to talk about the Deck of Dragons, Zane. It's just, it's fortune telling. I don't know, man.
0: It's it's so it's so funny because I totally identify with that. Reading it the first time, I'm like, man, this makes no sense. However, knowing uh, knowing the rest of the series and kind of knowing what happens to the book more broadly, whenever, the, during that segment and, and other Deck of Dragons readings, You're like, oh, this is the whole plot. I mean, it's just like. Yeah, like they lay
1: out the whole plot for the book in that first one, it feels like.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. They list everyone who's like all the ascendants that are major players and all these things. But yeah, I mean, when I when you first read it, I was very confused. So anyway, our next one comes in from uh, Reddit user endo the world in a box. Is that really his name? I'm uh, so
2: glad he didn't make me read this one.
0: Gardens of the Moon was the first time I'd read a book in a while, and it put a lot of strain on my attention span and imagination. I still enjoyed it, but I felt pretty intensely that I was missing a lot. It wasn't until about halfway through Dead Owls Skates that I think my reading comprehension and attention span had once again become strong enough to keep up with everything I was reading. I also developed a discipline for my imagination, as I think the creation of a vivid mental movie made the reading experience much easier to understand and enjoy. When never a new character Character is introduced, I'd make a very deliberate effort to say their name out loud, give them a distinct image, face, and voice.
2: That is serious commitment.
0: It totally is. And I don't know how you guys uh are. I mean, I think sometimes there's a kind of images in my head, but sometimes I'm I'm really more just reading. Do do you guys feel like you have a lot of images in your head when you read?
2: Yes, cuz I listen. So I definitely do the I definitely agree with the movie thing. I do the same thing when yeah. I'm I'm
0: um, listening.
1: This really just fucked me up. I just realized I've literally never thought about what any of them look like except for Kruppa.
0: What do you think Kruppa looks like? He looks Please. exactly
1: like Kruppa looks like. We all know what Kruppa looks like. <laughs> Yeah, I think we all have the you, same know. image
2: in our head. Yeah.
1: You know it in your body. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, literally no one, I can like, I read this and I was like, fuck, I literally have never thought about any character, I'll say this, <laughs> any of the strictly human characters, not once did I think about what they looked like as a as a person at all.
2: That's, That's insane. Fun. That's, like, all I think yeah, about. Yeah, I feel,
1: I, it's kind of fucking me up right now, because <laughs> I'm taking this whole class on how you learn through reading, and, like, one of the basic things everyone's supposed to do is that, and I'm like, oh, I didn't. Oops.
0: Whoopsie. India, do you want to read the next tweet?
2: Sure. This one comes in from Scott Harlow on Twitter. Gardens of the Moon made me... Wait, nope. Gardens of the Moon... <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could do an outtake of just every time someone messes up. It's my
1: favorite. But then
0: we'd have to do it for me reading the plot summaries, and it would be just 50 minutes of me personally. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, no. fuck,
1: shit. Truth, truth. <laughs>
2: Christ, fuck. <laughs> um, gardens of the Moon... <clears throat> Gardens of the Moon made much more sense on reread, especially with Warrens. Love the podcast.
0: Love the tweet.
1: Am I right? Uh, real quick, I do want to say I love when everyone uh, like shortens Gardens of the Moon to G O T M.
0: Got him. Uh, yeah,
1: and they always they capitalize the G and M, and
0: all I read is "Got them every time. Me too. Got em. <laughs> That's funny. I never said it out loud. Indy, I had asked you before about a. Uh, Your first experience reading the genre, and uh, it made me, Josh, want to ask you, since you've read, you know, you you do a lot of role-playing, you've you've read a fair amount of other fantasy, I want to ask kind of your impression of Malazan as a fantasy setting and the Warrens as a magic system, which I know is a conversation point among some fantasy fans.
1: Yeah, I would say that in terms of the world itself, uh, I like how it's, like, grounded in a lot of ways while still having that, like, important sense of fantasy where, like, at any moment you could turn a corner and there's, like, an ogre or some shit. You know, like, yeah. there's tons of stuff in this world that are just, like, bonkers. But, like, you know, you get into Gerudistan and you can dress up as a construction worker and no one will look at you because it's just, like, real life and people assume other people are competent. And I like that element of, like, oh, it's, it's really grounded in a
0: lot of always. I really agree I mean it's tough because I feel like in some way you're still you, you, there's so much of the world you haven't seen yeah any. oh I bet there's it's a world that is both simultaneously banal and also incredibly high fantasy mm-hmm. you know so
1: yeah and uh, then in terms of the magic system I mean obviously we're only one book in and there's so much shit we don't know yet but I really like this idea of where of like if you want to use magic you probably have some innate properties but you also have to and you have to have some sort of connection to a warren I I'm really so curious how people get that kind of connection. Are they born with it? Maybe you know. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know yet. Like I've just, I like, I'm very curious if it's like, if like, like, did Quick Ben choose to become a High Priestess uh, or High Priest of Shadow Throne? Is you know, all the, I've got so many sure, questions. Sure. So I'm, I'm very excited to learn more about it.
0: Yeah, and and, and that's something you will ultimately And
1: and I I'll say it so. is. It's similar to some fantasy settings I've read that have magic systems. There's one uh, called the Trader Sun Cycle that's been kind of popular the last couple years. It's sort of similar where it feels like you're tapping into some sort of otherworldly thing. But this one is so much bigger and complex than a lot of things I've seen. Yeah, it's...
0: It's got a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, en- enough of Josh speaking. Thank you. Yeah, You're banished. I'm going <laughs> to go, a- go get a drink then. The thank you. Thanks, Josh. Anywho. This, this next one comes in from uh, Dave from Gmail. Shout out. I'm actually in the process of simultaneously listening to the Lord of the Rings audiobook with my wife while listening to Gardens of the Moon along with you guys. I noticed a couple comparisons and I thought I'd love to hear your thoughts on them. As has been noted by many people smarter than me, Tolkien was pretty sparing in his use of magic in The Lord of the Rings. Throughout the entire first book, Gandalf pretty much only makes fireworks and other minor acts. You also see the same restraint on the part of someone like George R. R. Martin in a song Waste and Fire. Ericsson, on the other hand, kind of goes completely nuts in the first two chapters. Definitely a different approach. What do you guys think? So, uh, I'll throw it to you, India, first, especially there's since... There's no um, need,
2: Peter. There's no need I can not answer this question. I have no idea. I no, never even d- heard of Lord of the Rings. It's well, just heard of
0: it.
1: Well, uh, okay, I was whoa. just saying you've heard of it. We're just on question one, right? I just caught back on
0: headset. Yeah, it's just... Um, how do you feel about kind of being plunged in the deep end with this magic, so to speak?
2: I mean, um... Well, I mean, uh, it
0: begins, essentially the book begins with the Siege of Pale, which is like the magic is up to level 11, you know, it's, it's, we're at 11, you know?
2: Right. You know, it's all kind of a blur. I'm not going to lie. I wish I could have a smarter thought about this, but, you know, I have nothing to compare it to. So really being thrown into it was, it it was as confusing as the whole situation. It was
0: just... So it's about as much magic as every other book Yeah, it was just, I mean,
2: I'd say this is, you know... (laughs) What do I, you know, no. It was just, I don't know. I still don't know.
1: Josh? I like it a lot. I feel like it's, for, like, I've read a lot of books. I've read a lot of uh, young adult fantasy books, which are always about, like, someone being an apprentice and slowly getting more powerful and powerful. But I have never, very few books I've read where it's just like, all right, motherfuckers, and here's High Mages Fighting, Chapter 2. Boo, boo, boo. And to relate to Tolkien. <laughs> he's on the moon. Yeah, he's he's got a whole <laughs> moon base. Uh, anyway, uh, and to relate to Tolkien, it's like, I love the Lord of the Rings movies. I have had Fellowship of the Ring literally within arm's reach since December and it's currently almost August. And I've read six chapters. And I you just should read the I, rest of it. What? You should read the
0: rest of it. It's a great book. I'm very <laughs> well aware
1: of it. My coworker yells at me all the time for not finishing it, but like every time I get it, I, I just literally think to myself, Oh, we're gonna walk some more. Like in this one it's like I, for all I know, they're going to walk and the world's going to erupt in lightning or some bullshit.
0: What if you get really snooty and start being like, well, have you heard of the Malazan yes! book of the Fallen? Anyone's
1: like, do you like Tolkien? Uh, I'm, I'm an Erickson head, personally.
0: <laughs> yeah, awesome. Josh, we have uh, one more tweet to read. Um, do you want to read this final tweet?
1: Yeah. This is from John Paul on Twitter. Shouts out to my guitarist and my rock band, John Paul. Spelled differently, though. He doesn't listen. First time reader. It was rough. I'm used to Erickson's style now, starting book eight. But Garden to the Moon was hard to keep straight. The crazy dream quests and Trippy Warren imagery kept me going until about 60% of the way through. Suffice to say, I relate with India.
0: L-O-L. Thank you, John Paul. <laughs> no. Um. Yes. Well so how I would love to know now that we're here what do you guys make of Kruppa's dreams and Kruppa's relative power level compared to other people in the book I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to
1: say frustratingly opaque
0: Well it's certainly opaque I don't find it frustrating at all
2: I mean I still really have yet to understand the true extent i feel the
0: true the true krupa to really get to know the man met exactly. the metal exactly feels like
2: behind the mask
0: it feels like Kruppa could rule the world like if he would just
1: like reach if, if, if but if, if he could fucking focus for like a just a minute just a minute <laughs> peter and not um. yeah but like because there was a moment where i really thought Kruppa and cruel were just gonna beat what's his fucking face at the end when he was trying to take over to Rujistan.
0: Oh, sure. Race. Yeah, there we go.
1: Do I need to know that name or can I just call him the Jagged Tyrant? You can tell me. Is he going to come up again? You can tell me. Peter, you can tell me. It's
0: jag guys. Peter, you can tell me. It's not the last time you've seen him, but you can just call him the Jagged Tyrant and you're going to be alright. Thank you, buddy.
1: Yeah, like, I really thought they were going to take down the Jagged Tyrant, like, in his dream, which I was going to be very disappointed in. And I was like, man, who could write a worse ending than that? And then Erickson was like, hold my beer, motherfuckers. A garden kills him. (laughs) It was a wow. garden. Ah, gardens of the goddamn moon. <laughs> Fuck. What's <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> a freaking garden. I take back everything I said. Damn it! The man's <laughs> a genius.
0: Pretty. You sound like a real clown. <laughs> I'm
1: so pissed <laughs> at myself. <laughs> God damn it!
0: That's so good. Alrighty. Um. Oh. Josh, India, anything else you want to say? I feel like we would all be a come down from this great uh, f- cap on it, you know. <laughs> I think like everything I said about Erickson, he's a, it's a beautiful genius. India, anything you want to say about the book before we move along?
2: Yeah. Sayonara, Gardens of the Moon. I will That's not right.
0: miss you, <laughs> Josh. Uh, I don't, I don't know. He doesn't know. Alrighty. Well, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um. Before we all sign off, uh, I just made a quick note that it reminded me. Um, I've been rereading *Told Hounds*, and in it there was an oblique mention to Jorik Sharplance, who I went on a small tirade about like a few episodes ago. Oh, yeah, why? Um, why did you? Well,
1: where did he come up?
0: Well, because he's like a minor character, and I was like, "Who is this Jorik Sharplance?" He then never comes up again, but he came up in book eight, and that's just something. Was he you know, one of, he he one got of off the guys? Was he one of the guys for, from the Crimson Guard? Yeah, he's in the Crimson Guard. And it's just something I love about high fantasy—the way it just gets to tell these tiny world stories, just kind of in the background of the tapestry, you know?
2: Yeah, that's what I hate about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anywho's, um, so here's the deal—we're gonna be—we're uh, gonna wrap up the episode now. But of course, I want to thank everyone who wrote in on Twitter, left comments on the subreddit, and uh, emailed us as well. It was awesome to hear from everyone. We didn't want to read them all on air. It just felt like it would take a long time. And we hope to get more, and we really do hope to try and incorporate feedback more on the show. This was really our first chance, and uh, we hope it's not the last. So coming out pretty soon on the feed, we think it'll be in a week or so, but um, AJ will edit it in. Me... And him had a spoiler-filled conversation about Gardens of the Moon, but also we spoiled the whole series. Um, So if you've read all 10 books, you'll be good to listen to that episode, but if you haven't read them all, I'd steer clear, but um, to each their own, I suppose. Anyway, that's that, and I would uh, like to thank Josh and India for being on the show, and we'll see you uh, when we start reading Deadhouse Gates. Woo!
3: Yeah! Skates. Woo!
0: Also go birds. Go birds!
3: Go birds! Go birds. Hey, everyone. Producer AJ here again with special guest Peter Bond of 10 Very Big Books fame. It's me from the normal show. You know, the host. Yeah, he's he's in this uh, nether space that I create at the end of every episode. The Void. The Void, which I am relegated to edit all the episodes. <laughs> we just want to say thank you again uh, for listening to this wrap-up episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we also just want to thank Dan Gesrick for our wonderful logo. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Gesrick for the hottest baseball takes. And of of course, all the music from the show comes from Amaranthon's album, Simulant Rain, which you can find on Bandcamp.com. Links to their pages will be in the show notes. And 10 very big books. We'll be back in one week with a final yes. spoiler cast featuring Peter and I.
0: You may be thinking, what's Peter doing in the void? Yeah. Doesn't he... He's on the normal show. What is he doing here? Yeah. How
3: did he even get to the void, you know?
0: Exactly. Um, well, we had the wrap-up show this week, mm-hmm. and um, we may mention before before... Um, you know, uh, me and AJ had a conversation where we spoiled the whole series, yeah. and I talked about um, just a lot of To the Hounds and other yeah. stuff that um came up when we were talking about Gardens of the Moon, yeah. and that conversation will go up in about a week, and then afterwards we're planning to start Dead House Gates. Yes.
3: So, the spoiler cast, like I said, will go up on August 23rd, uh, and then... We are gonna try. <laughs> we're gonna try to have the first Deadhouse Gates episode go up on September sixth.
0: The reason, the reason I'm here and the reason we say "try" yes. in quotes is that um, I'm moving from Philadelphia to uh, the country of Japan uh, over the month of August. Oh, the and, country uh,
3: of Japan. The country of Japan, wow. not the state. That's much wow. farther away.
0: Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so I'm I, I, I'm having a move in the upcoming month, and I uh, it could imp- impact. Getting the season out on time, so it may have be a week or so later. But we're 100% releasing House Skates. Yes. Everyone has their copies of the books. Yes. We're recording the season. It just there's a chance it goes up a little later than September 6th, but um, it's kind of hard to tell right now. Uh, yeah, uh,
3: you, you can just follow us on Twitter at 10 Very Big Books. Uh, we'll keep you updated if the episode is going to be late uh, or you know on a different day or whatever. Uh, we still kind of have to figure out how to record with the time difference. So we will figure all that stuff out. We will get back to you. When when the episode is officially going to come out, but we're looking for it to be September 6th.
0: That's the goal. Yes. We're going all the way through. It's just a speed bump 10 very big books, Malazan read through podcast, one love, lots of energy. Forever. Forever. Well, not forever. There's 10, it's a finite. Yep. Uh, All right. I guess uh, <laughs> Esslemont. But um, anyway.
3: <laughs> so we'll we'll uh, you'll hear from us in a week and uh, follow us on Twitter at Tenbury Big Email us if you have anything to say Tenbury at gmail.com We'll always be checking that email. Always be checking those tweets. Look forward to your feedback. Peace. Peace.